Hello, everybody. It's Marilyn uh, Harris of um, Hard at Work, and I've got my show called Creating an Impactful Legacy. Uh, I really am excited to hear about data. Um, we were introduced, he was actually supposed to speak at the Kindness Conference, but um, I convinced him that he should do a podcast show with me instead. <laughs> so anyway, welcome, Dada. And um, please um, introduce yourself and tell people how you got started doing whatever you're doing now. Thanks so much, Marilyn, and thanks for inviting me on your podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, uh, my name's Dada Nabonila Nanda. That's a long. I think you can probably see it written. I didn't bother pronouncing it. <laughs> it's, it's a long Sanskrit name. So I'm a, I'm a yoga monk. I um, uh, haven't that hasn't been my name my whole life. I grew up in New Zealand, and I um, when I was about nineteen, I became very interested in mysticism and the sort of inner world and 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 started exploring meditation and yoga and different traditions. And I ended up going to India and studying under this great yogi yoga master. And I uh, became a monk when I was 23, I think. Wow. And I've been a yoga monk ever since, working in different <laughs> parts of the world, uh, teaching and, and I, I'm part of a, a much larger association. We have about a 1000 teachers around the world. Mm -hmm. And um, I also bring with that what I was already interested in was I was studying music and liter literature at university and music since I was four. Mm -hmm. So I use a lot of that in my teaching and communications. And um, I'm also passionate about preserving the environment, about social, especially economic justice. Right. I think um, it would be a wonderful thing if you human beings could connect to the source of love within ourselves and actually mm -hmm share the wealth of the world there would be plenty for everyone mm -hmm. so i'm um I, my mother was a socialist i'm very critical of the greed-based economics yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely you know like it's um you know love is there everywhere and so is kindness and that's my thing is about kindness but you know if we all shared it more frequently just like love then we would have a more equitable people would feel more equitable i think about you know sharing whatever the economics and the climates and whatever you know be more concerned i guess that would be the word yeah yep i think so i think we could if we had the right attitude if human beings as a, as a as a species had a more concern about other you know the happiness and welfare of other living things we could create a heaven on earth we have the power to do that but right. we're using our power because yeah. of selfishness, selfishness and greed. So I, I see spiritual practice as one way of sort of evolving mm -hmm. so that we can become more, not just self-aware, but aware of our connection with others and the, the how we can contribute. Yeah, I think a lot of meditation has a lot to do with that too, because yeah. we get in tune with who we are, you know, and um, the more we practice it, then we realize that there's, other things in life other than ourselves <laughs> Indeed. yeah yeah so tell me a little bit what you're doing now these days um too many things i it's funny <laughs> I, I, I got caught up in the world a little bit too much you know i dream of being a, a contemplative monk who's got lots of time to just meditate i do spend a couple of hours a day meditating and mm -hmm. uh, i practice yoga every day so that's my sort of routine that keeps me reasonably sane and balanced right uh, 
but um, as far as what I'm doing in, in relation to work, so um, right now I'm doing little bits of fundraising for relief work in um, Haiti because there's another mm -hmm. crisis in Haiti. It's very tragic. Yeah. So part of our association is a social service organization and we have a relief and development wing. So I just do sort of a bit of social media stuff to support projects because I'm a kind of, you know, I've got some social media presence. Um, so that's a little thing. Um, but the main projects I'm working on now, there are three. Okay. <laughs> uh, one is, which is kind of as many as I think is reasonable. There are others that I sort of try and postpone. Uh -huh. uh, one of them is a project called Planetary Leadership Training. It's something that I founded with two colleagues at the beginning of COVID. It's an mm -hmm. online training program for young people who want to develop them themselves, develop a kind of uh, self-discipline and around their health, their self-awareness through yoga and meditation, and also want to engage with the community and work in whether it's environmental activism or some sort of service or some sort of communication media, you know, so we're, it's a kind of a leadership training program for young people. Mm, and it, it blew up. I mean, we, we started thinking, oh, we might get 30 people and we suddenly had 150 <laughs> and then 600 and now we're turning it into a whole community and that's kind of exciting. And we've involved another, a, a number of other guest teachers. Mm. So that keeps part of me busy. Um, I'm working on a video series called uh, Awakening Our Secret Powers, mm. which will go on that platform and several others. Um, mm -hmm. So that's exciting. And I'm working with a, a couple of um, video, video producer and editor. So that's uh, that. And, and when I'm talking about secret power, they start off talking about, you know, Marvel heroes and, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, Star Wars and all of this sort of fantasizing we do. Mm -hmm. And human beings have done, you know, we've had four is not a new idea, you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, you've got your you've got Lakshmi, the goddess of wealth in Hinduism. And you, we have created larger, exaggerated versions of ourselves right. ever since we've been pretty much as ever since we've been human, I think. But what's driving that, I think, is a sense that we have untapped potential. Mm -hmm. But it might be in unexpected powers, like the first one is about the power of silence. Mm. and then the power of breathing and the power of connection the power of love the power of compassion and those mm. are those are the powers that are, that i think are real and mm. transformative mm -hmm. so this series of eight episodes is exploring those and then i've got two more seasons of eight episodes sort of somewhere in the future sort of planned. yeah so that's the second project. And the third one um, is I, t I teach meditation for corporations. Okay. Uh, and, and well, meditation is kind of self-awareness, creativity, and leadership mm -hmm. uh, for corporate groups. I have a, I've just started a leadership circle for um, uh, technology company leaders. And, mm -hmm. stuff like that. and then I do training programs in meditation often focusing on creative thinking usually mm -hmm. for teams of mm -hmm. 20 or 30 engineers or researchers or marketers or mm -hmm. teams that tech companies so i live in silicon valley so it's all around me yeah yeah it's pretty easy to find people in that realm that's for sure so yeah. i like your idea about reaching out to the youth because i think so many of them are feeling probably quite lost in all yeah. all that 
that is. And I didn't experience this as a teenager being in lockdown or, um, you know, you still sort of had certain freedoms, but, but not to be, you know, aware of the, the viruses and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, if you're locked down long enough that you really need some help or guidance to guide you in the right direction, right? Well, yeah, and one of the things that we that, we, that was unexpected with the, the planetary leadership training group was, and there were predominantly younger people, they're from all over the world. Mm -hmm. So we have we had students from more than 20 countries, mm -hmm. and we still do. And um, they were super excited to meet like-minded young people. And, you know, we're talking 20s, 30s. Yeah. Um, from all over the world and you know we had we had multiple language we had simultaneous translation in five languages wow quite a challenge vietnamese yeah. danish portuguese chinese indonesian yeah tell me a little bit more about that well they they, they love the, the connection and a lot of them yeah. are from two of them two we've got two weddings that came out of this <laughs> that wasn't the plan <laughs> but we've had a you know they've met each other and they because you know, we're, 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 it's a niche group, you know, about marketing, yeah. you're, you're more of an expert than me. So we have, our target audience is youthful idealists. Mm -hmm. And uh, they often find that they're a bit isolated because, mm -hmm. you know, they're not into going out and partying and drinking and, you know, they want to lead a life of more purpose, sort of conscious purpose. Yeah. They want to have fun like all young yeah. people, but they want to, yeah. that's not their, um, you know, it's not just that. Yeah. So they, often find it difficult to find other people in their age group who have the same values. Right. So um, that was one of the big sort of outcomes that we only didn't, we didn't understand the magnitude of it. Right. Uh, that was very fulfilling. And a lot of them volunteered. It's a, it's a, the whole thing's a nonprofit. Um, we're running on the ridiculous shoestring, but it's, it's working. Yeah. It's growing. Um, and we teach also a lot of practical skills. We actually teach marketing mm -hmm. um, as one of the skills and that, our conversation just before we started yeah. recording, we, you know, <laughs> yeah. in order to get something done in the world, you need to understand how to manage resources and money is one of those. Yeah. It's a key resource. So, and, and marketing, being able to get reach an audience or attract an audience. Mm -hmm. So those are, we include those kind of trainings, um, teamwork, um, mm -hmm. communication skills, as well as the sort of personal lifestyle stuff around health and self-awareness right um it's it's and philosophy we have sort of whole ideas about around worldview um understanding alternative economics um understanding biodynamic farming like you, you know grassroots yeah. permaculture yeah. stuff like that yeah it's exciting and they seem to yeah. love it sounds exciting can i come and <laughs> be on the edge yeah yeah it's, it's open to anybody there are there are quite a few people from you know our age group but um but, you know we're we're um appealing to the youth i'll, I'll give you the link afterwards okay you're great. very welcome to visit our community and check it out yeah no i just think it's so awesome i mean i mean i wish i mind you you know when i was younger we didn't have the internet you know it wasn't in existence right so how do you reach out to people in a broader yeah. scale and say, you know, does anybody want to join my group? I mean, how would you do that? I mean, I guess what we had to do was get on the phone and call people or else we just had to, you know, put out a flyer and hopefully enough people would say, yeah, I'm, I'm having a meeting at this church or we're doing this or whatever. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, but we, you know, how do we get, how do we organize a party when we were teenagers? Yeah, it was yeah. the phone, tell your friends. Yeah. So it was very limited ge geographically, right? Yeah. Now there's, you know, we've got a global audience and then right. multiple languages and Google Translate and it's amazing. Yeah. And because we were re able to reach a, a global audience, we're much able to find those people with the, the value group that you guys have. Um, based on value, right? And so you can reach, tap into a certain global audience or person. Well, that's right. You can you can find a very rare niche, but mm -hmm. you know, there's at least a few people interested in the weirdest right. thing, I don't know, taming frogs. I mean, you know, <laughs> somewhere in the world, there's a, if you put them all together, there's a few people, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. It allows, it, it's allowed for extreme specialization. Yeah. Right. And in music, we were talking about music marketing. Yeah. It's enabled all these music sub niches, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you can get a following in, you know, I don't know, grunge metal for, for three year olds. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because worldwide, there's, there is an audience just that now that now they can connect. Right, right. So tell me a little bit more about your meditation and things that you work with at corporate. So how do you do that? Is it just sure. by Zoom now these days? Or do you still go in? Um, I did a live, I did my first live in person event a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably going to probably going to pull back on that again now because of the Delta Delta variant, but, yeah. um, I've, it's mostly been online for the mm -hmm. last year and a lot of my events were canceled. I mean, yeah. it was not good for my business, <laughs> yeah. um, but now, but it took a while for people to realize, okay, we're stuck with this. Let's start doing, you know, events virtually. So yes, I've learned a lot about teaching meditation virtually and how to create an, a meditative experience through the internet and there are there are of course limitations mm -hmm. but there are also advantages um the obvious one we've already talked about you it's non-local so you can have people from anywhere in the world yeah given the constraints of time zones yeah which are a bit of a nightmare <laughs> um but we have a big group in vietnam i've got an invitation to go to vietnam and tour there as soon as that's all possible again yeah um so with companies, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing, we're doing stuff virtual, virtually. So what I typically do is it's a combination of experience. Mm -hmm. So I always include uh, some music. I, I lead a, I do a chanting thing now. Yeah. Virtually you can't have everybody singing at once because of latency. Yeah. So me singing with my guitar and fortunately I'm a musician, so I can, can sound pretty good. And then we do a silent, a guided meditation, then a silent meditation. And that's mm -hmm. what I normally do in a live group, but we're live in person. But in live in person group, I get them to sing as well. Right, right. Well and, I, and singing itself has many benefits. Mm -hmm. It's really good for your breathing. Mm -hmm. It's you know it forces you to breathe properly. Most right. people don't breathe well. I've got a whole session. I told you this, the power of breathing. I've got a whole thing on breathing. And there's this amazing book called Breathe with all this research into the, the benefits of breathing properly and fully. Mm -hmm. um, so for singing, it's the easiest way to force yourself or to, or to sort of train yourself to breathe properly. It's part of singing training. Um, so you can't really do that in the virtual group as well. I mean, I can ask them to sing, yeah. but they put their mic off or it's a disaster. So um so you can reproduce most of it and you the, the the interesting thing that i and our other teachers i'm in touch with we discovered is that it's sort of you get the feeling the vibe 
Mm-hmm. When you're in the, a room with 20 people and it's, you know, a nice energy and you all sing yeah. together and then you meditate silently, it feels great. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful. When you're doing it virtually, I thought this is not going to be nothing. It's going to be nothing. <laughs> Amazingly, it is like 50, 60% of that. Yeah. And I was totally taken by surprise. Mm-hmm. And I have a whole theory about how that works. And briefly, I think what's happening is the level of mind where we experience that energy or whatever it is, mm-hmm. is non-local. Mm-hmm. It's kind of um, some sort of, you know, different dimension, mental dimension. Yeah. And a higher we, vibration. Yeah. Right. And we, we, we connect to that through the internet, but it's not, it's not the physical or electronic connection that's where we're connecting when we're feeling the vibe. We're all tuning into this sort of common realm. Right. That's what it feels like. And there is a, a sort of in the yoga philosophy, there is a, a theory to back that up. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if there is in physics, but anyway, it works. Yeah. So we meditate together and, you know, and then of course I, I do sort of, uh, well, you know, I, I, I use presentations creatively a lot. I, I love using little video clips and humor and funny stories and funny pictures and bits of music. And we have breakout rooms and discussion groups and we, mm-hmm. use, uh, we've learned to use all these neat tools like Menti and uh, Mentimeter and these online teaching tools that are can help people to interact. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So you have to get creative. Yeah. yeah. But you have to be creative in a classroom anyway. Yeah. Or a keynote. <laughs> it's all, you know, it's just a different mode. Yeah. Maybe we could do a, a class together or I can, we could do an online thing together, meditation thing. I'd be happy to. I, I yeah. love doing that. And yeah. now I'm, I've done it. You know, I don't know how many hundreds of times in the last 18 months. It's it's pretty easy. I've got a good idea of how to make it work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. So tell us a little bit about anything more that you want to share that you've been up to. And because we were talking before we got on the call live that um, about because I was saying doing the kindness conference. And then I said that we did um, a starving artist boot camp and how starving you know, artists. You know, whether you're a musician or a visual artist or whatever, you know, there there is marketing has to take place (laughs) to sell anything. So I would be curious to find out from you, Dada, if you're um, selling or you're offering your courses on any of these course online sites or you just do it totally on your own. Oh, no, of course, I do programs online. I have I'll give you a link to the planetary leadership training one. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have a workshop next Sunday. It's called the future of intelligence. Okay. So it's about the sort of intersection of meditation and artificial intelligence. Oh, okay. And I find it fascinating as, as you know, I'm working in the tech world. So I, yeah. I and I'll be, I have a, I'll have a guest. He's actually one of my former students from more than 20 years ago. He's a serious meditator, but he's also the vice president of artificial intelligence for the Samsung Global Corporation. Wow. So he really knows his stuff. He's brilliant and a lovely man. And um, we'll be talking about, yeah, artificial intelligence, what it might mean for the future of work mm-hmm. or the future of how we use our minds, mm-hmm. what kind of qualities we might be smart to develop if we don't want to be competing with our own creations, mm-hmm. but rather want to be complementing them right. by doing the things that machines can't do with our minds rather than, uh, and let them do what they're good at. Mm-hmm. So 
and then how meditation can enhance those qualities like compassion, you know, human kindness, intuition, creativity, mm -hmm. and self-awareness. Right. Yeah. So that all of, comes together, right? Right. That sort of these are outcomes. They can be yeah. of, of meditation. So that and they're things that machines can't do. Right. <laughs> so it, this is how we increase our value in the future economy, if you like, to put right. very, very uh, mundane terms, but it's real. Yeah. Um, so uh, that'll be Sunday um, next, this coming Sunday, and I'll you know give you a link to that. Yeah. And then um, I have a we've created an app. One of my another student, he's a an app developer for Snapchat, so he knows his stuff, and he's created mm -hmm. this very fun little app and this is it's free at the moment we're going to monetize it at some point but it's it's called the bliss timer i'll give you the link to that i'll give you mm -hmm. these links in a minute just type that in there oh wait yeah that's it um yeah so that's another you know i believe in using the media mm -hmm. to um amplify my voice because that's i'm an artist i'm a singer i want to reach people and right. Um, so you're talking about starving artists. Um, I think if as creators of hopefully beautiful, meaningful things, um, we naturally would like to share them. Mm -hmm. um, and they're in different, at different points in history, there are different ways of sharing our mm -hmm. creative message. And, you know, there was a time when if you were a singer, you had to wander from village to village as a troubadour <laughs> and you know that was hard work but yeah. that's how you got your music heard you know <laughs> and if you're lucky some noble would be your sponsor and you would have a nice life but that was rare right yeah <laughs> so we have a modern version of that where the occasional artist whether it's a musician or an actor or a writer or you know a, a visual artist um gets picked up by somebody with resources a company mm -hmm. or a sponsor of some sort but the majority of us have to self-promote in some way mm -hmm. and the way that we self-promote now is very different than it was even 15 years ago right right and now if you if you're a musician you want to get heard yeah you've got to understand Spotify you've got to build an email list you've got to um uh understand how to find your niche and and serve them Sorry, garbage can. <laughs> so, you know, you've got a lot to teach artists as a, as a marketing expert. I think you really, uh, it's a great service if you can help um, struggling artists yeah. to understand how to reach their audience and hopefully sustain themselves to some degree, at least. Right. I, 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 I'm a writer, I'm a write books as well. Um, and I make much more money from my books now than I do from my music because I haven't gotten around to monetizing my music. I mean, I've got a portfolio of seven albums. Yeah. When I get time I'll, or get the money resources, I'll pay someone to do the marketing for them. Right, right. Um, but, you know, it's, it's there. Uh, but books are kind of easier because mm -hmm. they haven't been killed as effectively by digital, the digital right. world. Um, people still buy printed books yeah. and you can make a decent profit on a printed book. Um, provided you don't have a lousy contract with a publisher, which is all too common. Right. Um, yeah, I've made money from my, particularly from my meditation book, um, primarily because I didn't go with a publisher and I retain the rights and I make $5 a book. Right. Um, rather than 80 cents. Right. So, so, yeah, yeah. And I've been yeah. lucky enough to be able to sell, you know, 
a good number of copies. So, yeah. um, but then my other book, which is a fantasy novel, I haven't been successful in selling very many, <laughs> so that remains a delightful hobby. You know? <laughs> or okay. maybe because it's because it's a fantasy kind of novel. Fiction's hard to sell. <laughs> because it's not about anything useful. I mean, it's actually very useful, but it's not so tangible, you know. Right. Um, so it's very hard to find the niche, right? How do you define the, you know, fantasy's huge. You know, the average fantasy novel in England, at least published in the UK, sells 250 copies. Mm -hmm. And this is not an income. Yeah. Um, I've, I've sold more than that, but, you know, it's yeah. hard. Um, yeah. But, yeah. but I, yeah, I do think it's, you know, I think artists, creative people like us, uh, yeah, if we want to get her, we just got to bite the bullet and do the marketing. Yeah, yeah. So, Fiona, <laughs> tell me a little bit um, about some of the challenges that you face, that some of your clients that you find that are faced with right now. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, we're in this lock, still in this lockdown, and it seems mm -hmm. to be extended. So, there's a lot of loneliness, mm -hmm. and um, of course, stress. You know. The, all of these things add to stress. So stress is sort of an outcome of a number of different problems, and it leads to right. a number of problems. So stress is kind of at the center. But what's feeding it is, yeah, loneliness often, or just, um, you know, parents stuck at home with children, children not being at school, the children are stressed, they want yeah. to be with their friends, they take that out of their parents. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. very difficult for depending on how old your children are, what they, what their temperaments like. Some I know families who are super happy to be with their kids all the time. Right. Sometimes it goes the other way. They, they've sort of just, you know, I posted something on Facebook uh, many months ago, a year ago, asking people what they had gained from being in lockdown. Because everyone was all focused on how yeah, yeah, and yeah. how frustrating it is and everything. I said, well, let's think, what there must be something good to this. What's the mm -hmm. silver lining? And I got amazing responses. Mm -hmm. People had, as I mentioned, rediscovered their relationship with their children, with their spouse. Um, with the people they're stuck in the house with. Um, <laughs> a big one was rediscovering their connection with nature. Mm -hmm. Because going on nature walks alone was one of the outlets for many people who at least had it available. I know for right. inner city people, maybe they didn't have that luxury or poorer people who has, had responsibilities. But for a lot of people um, was connecting with nature. A lot of people re learning languages, mm -hmm. finding they had more time. There's no commute. Maybe they are lucky enough to have be late or to be um, well, like Google's paying all of its employees, whether they're working or not, including right. the contractors, so the mm -hmm. cleaners and the people working in the cafeterias, they all had a paid year off, wow. which they may or might not have wanted, but that that's a time they got a huge chunk of time as a gift. Mm -hmm. Fortunate. So a lot of the people used it pretty well. After mm -hmm. a while, they got sick of Netflix yeah. and they started learning to play music and doing all kind of really cool stuff and a lot of people got into meditation mm -hmm. we had bigger audiences yeah. in the last year of, with online meditation not just because of the increased reach because of it being non-local but also because people were becoming more self contemplative or more introspective right more so, aware about themselves yeah. pluses and minuses the, the challenges are absolutely there um people not being able to connect with colleagues and friends and you know mm -hmm. and relatives family and all that that's painful not being able to travel everyone's dying to travel <laughs> i reckon there's going to be a boom in travel when it when it's once again yeah possible um 
but you know so so all of these but it, but it's also been an opportunity for many people to discover things that they weren't that they were neglecting and ignoring so there's two sides to it yeah 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 i think it's just as you were saying in meditation i mean like i meditate every day and sometimes i just want to listen to something meditative rather than just sitting there and being quiet <laughs> you know so i think everybody has their own viewpoint about how to meditate and how it that best serves everybody you know I, I believe anyway, my dad taught me to meditate when lucky you, you know, <laughs> and the only reason he was, he was teaching me because I'm not a math person and I'm in college and trying to learn my math and accounting. And I'm going like, Oh my God, I'm just overwhelmed. Right. And he says, Mary Dan, come upstairs. And I'm going to teach you how to meditate. So um, this is what you're going to do. And, and so he, that's how he got me started. And cause he was an accountant. He totally understood but he didn't understand why I was so frustrated. <laughs> well, what a neat dad. That's you know, so so cool. that was probably the coolest thing. Yeah. And he had to learn how to meditate because he had a heart attack. So he, oh, the doctors wow. told him, you, you need to slow down and you, cause he's a workaholic, you know? So, you know, it's like, um, so I keep doing it and it's not because I keep doing it cause he taught me is I keep doing it cause I've had obviously some great results from it, but, you know, I just uh, applaud you, Dada, for teaching people how to um, meditate because I think it's so important for us to calm down, especially the, you know, A personalities or the people that are just so overwhelmed or anxiety ridden that they just need to quieten their mind, you know. So I uh, applaud you for, for doing that. And I really um, appreciate you being on my show today. Well, so, it's, uh, it's a gift. I am. Um... Um, yeah, thanks so much for inviting me. Um, and I'll, um, I'll I'll give you the links afterwards, shall I? That you yeah, can yeah yeah if you email it to me, that would be great. Yeah. Thank you. I, it's been great chatting to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll continue on. Well, maybe we'll do a meditation together or something. Yeah, you do, you do the meditation. I'll just listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's anyway. do something for let's do something for the for the for the others for for yeah people yeah sure yeah that would be great. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Dada. And uh, thank you for joining us. Um, if you have uh, Dada's information will be um, on the podcast website, which is podcasts.heartatworkonline.org. Of course, he'll be on YouTube and you'll also be on Anchor. Um, so you have the video and then you have the audio files as well. So I'll send them to you. Thanks okay. for being such a great communicator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Thank you, Dada. Have yourself an awesome day. Same to you. Farewell. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye.